Hello everyone, welcome to our newest episode of Publix Discourse. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone who's listening. My name is Sancho Asinta, I'm the co-host of Public Discourse and we're again for another new episode for this wonderful podcast that we have created. So today is actually a very special episode, a really good friend of mine is our guest. Uh, her name is Maureen Khan, uh, she works as a healthcare analyst in the greater New York area. Uh, she's 27 years old, a graduate of George Washington University. Uh, she moved from the United States in 2012 from a small town in Pakistan. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. I met her in college. Uh, we've been friends for almost a decade now, and I can attest that she's really awesome. So right now, let me give the uh, virtual mic to our friend, Marine Khan, to introduce herself. Here you go. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you, Sancho, for having me on the podcast. Um, uh, like Sancho mentioned, I am 27 years old and I moved to the U.S. Uh, uh, in 2012 when I was not too young and um, moved uh, for higher education from Pakistan, from a very small town in Pakistan. Uh, currently, I work as a healthcare analyst uh, for a consulting firm here in New York. Um, I did all of my schooling in Washington, D.C., uh, graduate of George Washington, and um, yeah, um, back to you sancho yeah thank you so i want to introduce our our co-host as well my co-creator of this public this is this course podcast mr ricardo chavez Go hey on. everyone it's ricardo here I'm glad for another edition of our podcast and i'm definitely looking forward to this conversation that we're going to have with marine i think you guys will enjoy what uh she has to say okay so what we're thinking today, because as you mentioned, Marine, that you're, you know, you have uh, experience, right? You moved from Pakistan to the United States, and I'm myself, I'm an immigrant from the Philippine Islands, Republic of the Philippines. So that is something we want, we want to discuss, we want to cover for this episode. It's a very unique topic, which is basically how does culture affect or change our identity, right? So maybe we'll start with our guests with like, Maybe starting with this one question, it's like, what change changes did you experience culturally when you moved from Pakistan to the United States in 2012? So go ahead, Marie. Uh, uh, well, it's, uh, I would first, I'd like to say that there are multiple layers to this question. Um, probably wouldn't apply uh, to all the all people who are moving from different countries to the US on the same level as it may have applied to me, or even, from, uh, even for the people moving from within Pakistan to, to the US. Like I mentioned, um, I come from a very small town in Pakistan, uh, from the north of Pakistan. So um, when I moved to the New York, I, I, when I moved to the U.S., I it was my first time on a plane. So I, I was like amazed and blown up by like, oh, my God, you know, planes are super huge. Um, it was both um, exhilarating and scary at the same time, I'd say, because I was really excited um, to be to be getting this chance to move overseas, uh, coming from a background where women are not allowed to go out of the houses, like literally all of your four, you're only constrained in the four walls of your houses. Um, education is something that women are not permitted to uh, get up until from a certain age. If you hit puberty, then you know um, your destiny is confined in the four walls of your house. So for me, coming from a background, coming from that conservative um, society and a mindset of people moving to to the U.S., um, it was very very exciting for me. But at the same time, because I was this 
this young girl, eight, barely 18, 19 years old, and I did not even like when like I did not leave my house without my my parents having by my side, and this was for the first time I was uh, just traveling to to another country. So it was very scary as well. Um, the differences, I would say, it was a huge culture shock overall for me. I, of course, um, doing my research online, I did have an idea of where I was like going to. But again, reading something about something and like just kind of watching videos or like uh, doing some research still doesn't give you a very insightful um, preview of the real life realities that that are that you get hit to when you're actually in the situation. Um, so there are there if we really talk about like cultural differences, there are a lot of cu- cultural differences and even till till date, I am finding because um, I coming from a conservative background where first difference was I felt the freedom I felt free I was like, this is amazing because I am able to go out and I'm able to like communicate with people I don't have no restrictions. Um, so it was, it was a very like freedom um, uh, that I achieved. Um, so that was the first difference culturally. And I was amazed how like women here are like just allowed to go out of the houses anytime without telling or asking anybody without needing permission or without like covering themselves or, uh, so that was like huge for me. The other thing which I never had an experience back home to talk to an opposite gender um it and it was it was just like eye-opening where growing up I was only told now I'm only being specific to my my area where I am from this might not be the case for other communities or other people that are living within Pakistan because they might come from more liberal background or um other countries as well so uh, just uh, resonating from my own uh, personal experiences, I grew up where we were told one thing: you're not supposed to talk to men. You're not even supposed to look at men. So when I remember when I, as a kid, would um, used to go to school, um, first of all, we had to cover ourselves. Um, secondly, we were told constantly to, you know, to look at the ground when you're walking. That way, you're not able that you're you're not looking at any guys you know, passing around because you're growing up, right? You know, puberty hits and um, so you, you don't get into that mindset. So it was really amazing for me to see how women and girls here have the liberty and freedom to like talk to to um, uh, opposite gender. Not only that, but also like there was a trust factor. Um, like I could trust you not because you're asking a sexual favor from me, not because you might just be uh, trying to, you know, catch me or something. I can trust you from a standpoint of a colleague, like a class fellow or or just a friend. Um, and I'm really, really grateful that I became good friends with Sancho um, during my first, I believe, uh, first, second semester where I, uh, and until this date, we're very, very good friends. Um, so that was another big re- difference um, culturally in talking to my my own personal experiences here. Um, the third was um, I, I coming from a small town where we used to live in a joint family system. So that also means that you don't have no privacy. You, everybody knows your business. Here, um, you see that kids live their own lives. 
and you know parents live their own life and all of that now in the beginning i was of a mindset like what what kind of culture is that like how can kids leave their parents all alone like that you know uh, but parents need their kids at at that age and this and that but now i think i have an understanding of why and uh, why that is the case and how that is important to this culture and like just just and it's not a bad thing so um it it also depends on like what kind of experiences do you have in life so uh, overall i think those are my biggest culture shocks which um kind of i took a little bit of a time to um understand and at the same time trust myself that hey i got this um you know i can trust men um and yes i can go out of the house and no i don't have to tell anybody so understanding that and like telling myself that this is something that that is perfectly okay was a little challenging in the beginning because i was not used to that mindset um and and just understanding the family dynamics and and just you know how that is that is not potentially a bad thing uh of having your own family system and not living in a joint family system so those were the major cultural differences i'd say i i found out when i first moved to the us i have a probably a million questions but i'm going to try to restrict it down to like 3 um so one of the first things i want to touch on is uh so you so you mentioned a, a, a couple times there that you're from like a smaller town in pakistan so what i'm curious about is the the kind of way you were brought up in these smaller towns and i'm assuming it is but i just want to confirm the way you grew up in these smaller towns the mindsets the especially about men which is why i want to talk about too cuz i find that um fascinating but um like the mentality of kind of look down um if you're walking by men it seems like don't interact with them as well there also seems to be this kind of message that uh men and women can't have a platonic relationship in any sense which i kind of find fascinating um and on top of that this joint family system and i'm curious if you had come from a bigger city in in pakistan would the mentality the way you're growing up would have been any different or do you find that this kind of mentality is consistent throughout the entire country if that makes sense like these cultural shifts that you experience would they have been different if you possibly grew up in a bigger city in pakistan well i'd say to some extent yes i would they mm-hmm. the experiences uh, would have been a lot different because first of all then if you live in a bigger city then that means that your parents are exposed to like more educated um environment overall my parents didn't go to school and i lived in a town where till this day i am the only um well maybe not till this day but a, a date but until uh past 2 years ago i was probably the only woman from my own town who who went mm-hmm. abroad and for educational purposes and all of that um versus from bigger cities there are women and girls who are trying to pursue their careers and breaking the norms the cultural norms and um the restrictions that uh, society imposes on them mm-hmm. um i i do believe that um if if living in bigger cities do you do have a, a better um exposure to education and all which does um you know change your mindset and as well so right. I, i do i do agree um and i do see the the maybe um 
maybe the experiences would have been different, but mm-hmm. not to a huge extent because I still uh, interact with a lot of other um, South Asian students, uh, not particularly from Pakistan, but from other countries as well. And they do relay on similar experiences as I have ex- experienced. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I want to talk about uh, like just the stuff you were saying about your relationships with men in general. Cause like I, I, so I was born in the U S right. So Sancho, your, your original question is cultural differences. I was born in the U S so no real cultural differences. But I can say that exactly I am the U.S. culture. But what I can say is that my parents did bring with them this conservative mindset. Now, not to the extreme that Marine had to experience by no stretch, but they still introduced this kind of cultural mindset, not cultural, sorry, conservative mindset, especially when dealing with women where it was uh, like, don't mess around with the girls, um, stay separated, all that kind of stuff. It was a very conservative. You couldn't even imagine being friends with girls. I actually never considered that as a possibility until I moved up to the suburbs. I, we were just so segregated. Um, and so I'm curious, what did they what did they teach you? about men like what what, were meant to be for women were meant to be feared were they to be um like what did they teach you about men in that regard because i i think it's it's like i said it's interesting that you say all the things you said because that's all the things i've read and i'm not really trying to sound extreme but that's all the things i read um in books that were about uh early 1800s america especially with the african americans and, and white people after they were freed um where uh you know they couldn't look they couldn't look down or they had to look down when they were walking by streets they couldn't even speak loudly um if you got accused if they got accused for anything it was pretty much they were going to go to jail or killed for it so it was they were their lives were miserable and so to some degree i kind of hear that from what you were saying so i'm curious as to you know what 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 you what you have to say on that uh so the biggest thing that was not yeah i yeah, the biggest thing that I wouldn't say was taught, mm-hmm. but was preached, um, was that the girls who talk to men who are not their siblings, like mm-hmm. brothers, and even if you want to talk to your cousins, there is like a boundary. All you have to do is say hi, hello, and you know, and you mind your own business. And wow. um, but for other um, men who are not related to you, you know, they could be either your classmates or something. First of all, there there was like uh, uh, not a co uh, codependent. Uh, I don't know if I'm using the term right here. Um, the co-schooling. So there, that's what there I was, was. That was to be my next yeah. question. So there I'm was no. You guys yeah. are not integrated. Yes. A, no. Yeah. No. Okay. So there was no co-schooling. Um, the thing, overall, how it was preached was like girls who talk to or fancy about men are are, are bad girls. Mm-hmm and they have a bad reputation and you know they they just have bad they they bring bad name to themselves bad names for their families and um so that was something that was preached a lot uh from where i come from thought mm-hmm. you got anything yeah i mean uh, yeah that was great <laughs> great for nice marine yeah i mean one, one thing i would say i'm really happy to be your friend as well you know just oh, nice i'm very blessed and thankful yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. You just walked into our debate debate meeting, and it was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Here after a deck after what 2012, Absolutely. nine years, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. 
but now I'm learning a lot of these things about you. That's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, maybe my question about this, because I can, for me, I mean, I think the for the listeners, the reason why we kind of set this up this way with this podcast is like what Ricardo was saying. He is the U.S. culture. And then Marine kind of went 360 from like American culture to like from mm-hmm. Pakistani culture. And I'm kind of in the middle from, you know, from Philippine culture to U.S. culture, which is different culturally, but it's not as extreme as, you know, Pakistan culture, like right. women, you know, I talked to women since I was like well, four years old, you know. I'd, I'd like to add something here. It's, I, yeah. it's not, um, I don't possibly agree with the term extreme for okay. the entire uh, nation, I, I'd say. Um, it's to one part of the society where I come from, where, mm-hmm. which is like I mentioned earlier, is not very, there There are not a lot of educational opportunities um, there for, for people, which, so, and so they are pretty much growing in the same mindset from, I don't know, 1800s or 1700s or even like 1400s, you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so yeah, overall, I think it's, I still believe that um, like, different areas where you belong or where you come from your experiences do shift heavily so yeah yeah so my question with that and i've been wondering do you think this you know this all these experiences you're having in the culture in pakistan is in your small town right to be more politically correct more specific is is that do you think is that the source of all that is religion do you think that's that's a big factor for that or absolutely um so how you can really really a religion um is used to basically spread fear right it's a way to control society it's the way to spread fear um not necessarily the things they were preaching or being preached and not necessarily they're they are in the religion but just the way they are preached mm-hmm. um it's it's a wrong methodology which of course causes a lot of confusion um i had an understanding in the beginning as well that oh like you know they're doing this in the name of religion so we were taught not to ask questions because asking for example if you tell me hey cover your head because your religion says so so we were not we were we were we were like taught not to ask questions when it comes to religion because then that means you're you're like asking questions to god and nobody's Nobody is that big or nobody is that like intelligent to ask questions to God. But of course, that 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 kind of like um, understanding and visibility only comes after after you getting educated. Right. So, um, of course, uh, when when I came to the U.S., my first two years of understanding things and like looking at different cultures and like making new friends and meeting new people. And then the understanding came, well, hey, it's. I don't know which what has been happening, but everything people are preaching is all wrong because because they they are only very much focused on a very one factor, which is spread fear, spread fear in a way that don't do this because then you will be punished. Don't ex, mm-hmm. you know do this because then you you will get rewarded in X, Y, and Z. Uh, versus um, versus taking religion as just a guiding principle hey you know you you're x y and z and you know you should do good things and just be helpful to the people and all of that uh so people are not much focused on that versus you know with with just the fear factor you know just punishments and all 
Yes, is that something uh, you learned here in the US? Like, does that mean like the way you mean the same religion, right? But the way they they do it here in the US and the way they do it in Pakistan is kind of different. Is that the yes. approach is different? Yes, I, I I 100% believe that this understanding and visibility only comes if you're educated and if you decide to get edu- educated. Now that that could be wherever whichever part of the world you are, and you and for that visibility to come, you have to have a very um, open mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I 100% believe that uh, it has like you know just uh, educating myself and like you know meeting new people and understanding different cultures and people and other religions it has given me a lot of like visibility to to basically just see what's wrong and like you know because at the end of the day who are the ones preaching the good and the bad it's us people mm-hmm. so um so yeah yeah i mean at least for me let me share a little bit so like I mean, you know, I'm an immigrant myself, and I'm pretty religious as well, you know, like, and I see that I can, I can relate to what you're saying, you know, how they do it different in the Philippines, so it differently here. But it's, it's my question. So in my life, you know, I moved here in 2009 for people who didn't listen to the first episode when I mentioned it. But <laughs> yeah, but when I moved in 2009, and I, one thing I really did, and it's, you know, our topic is culture and identity right and that's really like when i first like i start questioning myself identity forming as i move forward who am i you know i mean who, who am i gonna be and one thing that my formula algorithm that i actually use is like i take things in the u.s culture that i think are good and i adapt it to myself and then i realize things that in the philippine culture that are good i keep it and then the bad philippine culture i trash it bad american culture i don't adapt it so in your experience, Marine, like, do you have what kind of things in American culture did you block? Like said, OK, this is an American thing, but I don't I think this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a very interesting question, actually. Um, and I I don't think so. I have ever like given it a thought like that. But of course, there are a lot of things that from my culture that I I, I banned them at myself, like uh, that I wouldn't I wouldn't adopt. I would like make sure that I um, that I don't carry them with me mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the American culture um, so talk about bad things I don't really think any culture would have bad things it's only the perspective from where we see them mm-hmm. um, so if my perception of something is bad they they might they even though they would be good for like another 50,000 people but they might they might just be bad for me so I don't really have any such thing where I can say um, okay this is bad and I'm not gonna do that mm-hmm. um, the only thing I think um, I'd say and I don't think that it's a it's an American um, American culture thing only I, I, I would say it's just a young youth culture thing basically yeah. is like just having nightstands and like just going out and hooking up with people um, that's something that I have never been fond of, and I, my principles don't allow me to that to cross that boundary. Um, and I understand, like from my cultural perspective, um, it's like you know, it's something like, yo, my goodness, you you cannot even think about this, like you know, mm-hmm. um, sexualizing somebody or just going, you know, hooking up with somebody for for the sake of sex. Um, so. Uh, that was my cultural perception and you know moving here of course there are people who 
who who do that and i i just think that the principles that i have um um i have for myself they don't allow me to cross that boundary um but i wouldn't necessarily say that it's an american culture thing i just say that it's like just a young culture thing right yeah no that's true yeah. I, i totally agree with that i mean to mm-hmm. flip the question a little bit so which ones did you adapt which one did you say okay i like this i'll be you know I'll, i'll bring it to myself um so in the beginning when i first came i only had a mindset that you can only trust people from your own country or from people from your own culture so uh you cannot trust people from other cultures but which was a very very wrong perception on my end because that was not true like my my best best of the best and the cream of the cream friends are now from different culture like sancho like you know you're you're from a different culture um and but it was just a mindset that you cannot that okay i understand that i'm going out and i'm talking to all these people from different cultures but hey i cannot trust them uh so that is something that i adopted and that also come that also brought a lot of like respect for other cultures as well mm-hmm. um so i do understand like and for example if something from somebody else's culture that i'm not understanding we immediately create this labeling um mm-hmm. you know we come into conclusions and you know judgments and all i blocked myself from doing this um judging other cultures and other people based on the things that they're doing or saying or whatever this is right um it's so i think that is something that i have adopted um first is definitely trusting other people whether that that that's those that's like men or women mm-hmm. um second thing is like not to be judgmental of you know if they're doing this why are they doing this you know and i i remember back in the day i was guilty of um if i see some some somebody doing a ritual out of the ordinary i'd be like oh my goodness you know I, i'm i'm going to be very honest uh because i was i was of that judgmental mindset and i had when i had to like recognize how wrong was i in my um in my thoughts so i had to like um uh, i'm i'm really glad that that like i i left it and um so yeah so those are a couple of things i think um, i've i've learned yeah that's awesome yeah thanks marine i mean it was I can totally relate. I mean, I I changed a lot. Mm-hmm. I would tell I'll share a little anecdote where my first time I moved to the well, I went back to the Philippines for vacation was 2014 for my grandma's birthday. And I kind of have a little identity crisis when I moved there because when I first arrived like my my mainly my friends, you know, how my friends there I was hanging out with them and they were expecting 2009 Sancho. You know, the Sancho who left, right? So when I was there because like It's kind of weird because if I just become myself, because I've become Americanized so much, I will be culturally taboo, right? And there's some American, I say like like confidence, right? Confidence is something big in the U.S. culture. When you're very confident in the Philippines, you're gonna be, you know, they're gonna hate you like culturally, because like you know, it's a it's a it's Asian culture, very humble. You know, we don't we hate people who are confident kind of thing. I can so, relate. Yeah. Yeah, so when I was, you know, and, and I was in the Philippines, I kind of promised to my friends because they're like, I'm not going to change. I'll, you know, I'm I'm cuz a lot of cuz there's a stereotype when the Philippines somebody from the US comes back and they become mayabang, right? Which is basically confident and people are like, yeah, like what happened to you? You like just because you went to the US, your head became big, blah blah blah, you know. 
<laughs> you know, so so I I when I I always saw that when I was in the Philippines. So I said when I moved to the to the U.S. and I come back, I'm not I'm not gonna be like that, right? Because I'm like, no, I'm gonna be good. I'm still, you know, you're not gonna hate me. I'll still be the same Sancho. Because change is actually pretty taboo in Philippine culture. It's a culture thing. It's like, oh, nagbago ka na. I mean, you've changed. It's like a bad thing that you've changed, right? Mm. So when I first moved there, I was acting. I was I was pleasing them. I was doing 2009 Sancho. But then again, but I realized myself, I was acting as if a 17-year-old. Like all these gains that I had, all these things that I grew as a person, I I'm, I can't show them because I've you know it's gonna be culturally taboo. So I was like, I was very confused and conflicted. Like, should I be, should I try to fit in the culture or should I just be myself, right? So that was kind of like an experiment that I had. But then I decided to be myself eventually, and I, especially after I went to Ricardo's school of not giving a shit, right? <laughs> Started not giving a shit. Oh, All applicants welcome. Yeah, yeah, that was before I met Ricardo, and I actually thought about what other people think. Yeah, but I mean, I, I want to ask Ricardo about this or talk about culture and identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how about you, Ricardo? Like, do you think in your identity on who you are, do you think America, this country, like? kind of defines you like this American culture kind of like you know it's a big reason and you you know who Ricardo is uh I I would say yes um I mean I don't know any other cultures you know uh I don't have really any other kind of frames of thinking other than here so I'm I, I would say I am influenced by how America thinks um but with that anytime I, I think about me as a person I don't really think about me um, like Ricardo, like the American. I think about the uh, the the individual who is whose mother's Dominican and whose father's from El Salvador. And I would say that um, I won't say all of my values necessarily come from them. Um, I've done my own kind of self-reflection and I've developed my own way of thinking. Uh, that's definitely uh, distinct from my parents. So. When I think about who I am, I would say America is a part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say America is fully it because I was definitely um, – a lot of the values I think that my parents instilled in me are better than what, like, America offers, if you will. Like, I think here, you know, it's 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 very easy to be, like, fast and loose with pretty much everything. Like, you don't have to commit to anything. Uh, everything's okay. It feels like – It almost feels like if you have a boundary or if you have a line, that's probably a bad thing because the person who's on the other side, the opposing side, you're essentially phobic to that side. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where America's come to now. And my parents have shown me, like, you know, you got to you got to stand for what you believe in. You got to at least have something you value, something you believe is accurate, something, um, a mindset that's, you know, uniquely your own. So, uh like I said, America is definitely part of it, but I would say I would say I'm the mix of being American, part Dominican, part El Salvadorian, and my own self-reflection. Now, as to how much American am I, I would say I don't think that much, man. Like I said, I don't. I think a lot of uh, what I see that seems to be valued in America, I don't really necessarily agree with. Um, so I don't think I'm really necessarily influenced by America too much. I mean, I kind of watch, again, like what's popular, what's what's people invest their time in, and I I hate it. I hate a lot of it. So, um, you know, I'm definitely moving away towards, you know, 
being like like thinking like a lot like the typical American. Um, so yeah. You like pizza and burgers and stuff. I love pizza and burgers. Mainly yeah. burgers, though. But you don't dance on TikTok. But I do not <laughs> dance on TikTok. You're right. I see. That's. The, I mean, it's true, right? I feel like for all of us, it's really like what Ricardo said. It's a we're a hybrid of our mm-hmm. country and ourselves, our parents, our you know, our relatives, our family, our friends. Like, uh, I mean, I was you know, I was just sharing to Yisel what remember we had that conversation at the salad place, Ricardo, where like I was thanking you for helping me not care too much oh uh, yeah then yeah. you were you were thanking me because you become more friendly or something yeah yeah well i i became more open, open. Uh, to a lot more experiences yeah i used to uh i used to be very like even if i didn't slightly feel like doing something you wouldn't see me there and now i like fight that right it's uh so so yeah you're right i guess you could say friendly i'm definitely more open uh than i used to be yeah, for me, like Ricardo helped me. So it's when, for a little context. I mean, me and we see each other every day back then. I mean, we work with each mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. you know, in the back end when we had a lot of good times in the office. But, you know, I mean, seeing each other all the time, kind of, we kind of, I guess, help help each other in a way. And yeah. Identity. So for him, because that was a big, and, and I think that's like, I think it's a good uh, story for this one because part of my identity is the culture, right? Philippine culture. So I feel like I'm like a hybrid Philippine and a, and a, American culture and I feel like that's what what he proposed a little bit with the American culture because like Philippine culture we care too much about what other people think you know reputation you know it's a very socialized uh culture you know like you know like we use each other's toothbrush or something like that you know what I mean like we share pizza all the time you know like we're all like one unit right we're here in the U.S. it's more like individualistic mm-hmm. yeah so I think that's kind of what I got from Ricardo or like you know, like I would do something and I always think about, oh, what would this person, what would a department think? Who would this person think? And he was like, who gives a shit? Like, just, you know, just do what you need to do, just do what you need to do, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I care too much about, you know, like what this run, how will it look like? And yeah, so I think that's kind of like very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marina, I'm curious. I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, yes, I totally can relate to what Sancho said about how people think that they are just one unit. And see, thinking that we are one unit that just should only mean that, hey, I'm going to support you, mm-hmm. good or bad. But with them comes the mindset of that, I own you. Like, yeah, if you're yeah. my, if, if you are anywhere related to me, um, you know, if you're like my immediate family member, then then I own you. If you're like, I just know you, you're my X, Y, Z, third, fourth cousin, I still own you. So I have 100% absolute right to say, anything I want to, um, like, I, I can give you my opinion and your very personal matters. Um, so I, I 100% can relate to uh, what Sancho mentioned. Yeah, I mean, one common thing that I don't miss in the Philippines is, like, I guess I like it here better. I mean, it's good. It depends if you have the money or don't have money. So in the Philippines, something called palibre is very common. Libre means, like, free, which basically means, like, you pay for me. So mm. that is a common thing. It's like, you know, let's say I'm become, I'm, I mean, let's we're in a group of five friends and I'm making a lot of money. So the other four friends are like, hey, you know, we're going, we're going out for dinner and they'll expect you to pay for him because you you have more money. And then if you won't, they're going to get mad at you. Or like, I, I thought mm-hmm. what, I thought we're friends, what are friends are for? And then mm-hmm. another common thing is like, they would uh, loan, ask for loan. Like, can you give me like money? And then, and then you, you, you do. And then when you start asking for the payment and they're like, you're the bad guy. Because, like, don't you feel mm. bad? Like, I have so many expenses. I'm poor, you know? Like, mm. well, I thought you are my friend. But then, 
So it's a bunch of bullshit that I don't really miss. And it is part of my culture. You know, that's very common in the Philippines. But here, I mean, it's that, that's what I'm saying. If I'm like the person who doesn't have money, I, I would like to be in the Philippines. All the rich people are gonna pay for my dinner and everything, you know. <laughs> but but here, if you're, you're you're the one who has more money, you know, I guess it works out because you get to save your own money and act. You know, we Venmo each other. You know, we actually like calculate. You know, <laughs> like yeah, like exactly. that kind of concept is very baffling when I talk about it. Some of my friends in the Philippines that we actually pay by the cent. You know, we make sure that, you know, it's actually fair. Like, it, that's baffling for them. It was like, you know, just pay for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I think it, it's also, like, a, a love language for them. You know, I guess, like, you know, oh, you love me, so you pay me, like, buy me or my dinner or a burger. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, people just have this mindset that we own you, right? Um, if, if you're my sibling, I own you. Um, so your first priority is me. If you are my... Uh, even for kids like older than 18, you know, it, they they just have this mindset that, you know, parents it's parents' job to provide us like no matter what. Um, so just those are the things I think they're they're messed up in our culture. I'd say. I'm curious. Um, is there something that, and this is for both of you guys, is there something from your countries that you guys, um that you guys are happy that you brought with you or uh, whether it's a mentality, a tradition, something like that, that you're like, I'm glad I have this part of Pakistan for you, Marine, uh, Philippines for you, Sancho, obviously that I, that I bring with me to the U S uh, and it's just part of me. Like, is there anything that you guys can think of? Fuck yeah, man. I mean, the one Mm -hmm. you were telling me about the friendliness, I think that is something I'm very proud of as a Filipino, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like different standards. I feel like we're one of the most friendly people in the world. I mean, fun fact, that's how we got conquered because Magellan is, or the Spaniards are conquering us and we just thought they're being friends, you know. So we're what we welcome them with <laughs> open arts and they're putting flags in our country, you know. So yeah, I would say so because, I mean, you know, Virika, you know at the office, right? I'm like, yeah. even you with Marina at Nova, right? Like I'm always one of the friendliest person in the room, mm-hmm. right? But that's not the case in the Philippines. In the Philippines, I'm not the friendliest person because everyone is friendly. <laughs> like, I'm just like a regular, you know, I'm a normal. Like, it's like the reverse of like, you know, how basketball and NBA, like the best basketball players are here in the U.S. And then, you know, and then the, the rest of the world, they're kind of catching up. So it's kind of like that. I feel like I came from the NBA friendliness and I went to like the, <laughs> I went to like this NCAA or like a lower minor league. Yeah. So I think that is something that I will never really forsaken as a Filipino, and that's something that I really, uh, I love, you know, I mean, the only time I actually have, like, a competition in friendliness, if there's another Filipino in the room, so, <laughs> yeah, so I would say that, and it works well with me, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I have a lot of friends, I mean, I, I'm, I'm having troubles right now, who am I inviting on my, for my wedding, <laughs> so, you know, we have limited capacity, so I need to, you know, choose carefully, I feel, and I don't like doing that, I don't like judging my friends, I feel like, I mean, you know, that's my, a lot of people, especially, I think, especially you, Ricardo, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have, you choose your friends. Like, you, you like, yeah. you, when, you, when you meet someone, it's like a stranger becomes an acquaintance, mm-hmm. and then as the relationship deepens, it becomes friends. Mm-hmm. My fucking mentality is everyone's my fucking friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? It start, it's like, I'm like the professor who gives everyone an A, and then, like, you know, it, <laughs> and then you become, you be, you be, everyone I meet is my friend, and then if you, start i learn you're an asshole and don't like you then you become not my friend but mm-hmm. you start as a friend mm-hmm. you know? yeah. so that's kind of like my mentality and i think that is something that is definitely a culture thing uh you know so that is for yeah to answer your question like i think the friendliness is something that 
I'll I'll never shed from Filipino culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, um, Pakistanis are known to be one of the most hospitable people in the world. If you look it up, um, so hospitality is number one, and then secondly, I, I'd say I'm mean, like very caring. So if you okay. if I see you um, just on the road sitting, I just I I I'm the person I'd be like, are you okay? Um, and who knows, not just a murderer sitting right there. You never know, right? Um, so I think uh, that I'm really glad, and that's something the culture has taught you to be caring, like, you know, check in on everybody and see um, if, if you know, if he or she has had his or her food and, you know, if they're not eating, why are they not eating and all of these. Uh, versus here in the U.S., what I've realized and noticed is, like, if I am acting a little distant I would be left alone now my acting or me trying to be a little distant could be generating from me in in severe depression and I am not able to talk about my feelings or I'm not able Mm -hmm. to like communicate what's bothering me Uh, so I think those are the and the people just leave you as as is versus I think in our cultures um, um, I was taught to like, you know, check in on people. That could be bothersome sometimes. Um, but like, you know, being an adult, if you tell me, hey, I'm okay, just leave me alone, I would understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think uh, caring and hospitality. If I I love feeding people, <laughs> so <laughs> I, and I I love cooking. Um, and I've realized, especially during the pandemic, that how much I enjoy cooking and like, you know, just feeding I, I remember so here in New York um, every time I've, I've made this dish called biryani it's uh, it's a very popular dish in in, in South Asian uh, Pakistan India Bangladesh uh, countries every time I've made biryani my first thought would be like who in the building can I deliver a box of biryani to you know who can I reach out to like you know mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's something uh, something I, I really admire that at least I picked it up from my culture uh, and brought it here with me and cherishing that that's so sweet well let me go a little so i want to go granular granular with we talk about country's culture so for you marine you have this very unique perspective of moving from the dc area to new york can you share a little bit and i'm really genuinely curious about this about the difference between the cultures of between those two cities and which same with the Pakistan US thing. So which one did you decide to keep in DC and adapt in New York and you know all those things? Um well like everybody says New York is a beast. New York is really the beast. Um and if you if you actually uh come to New York with an open mind to just live every day of your life as 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 it's the last one, it can be a life-changing destination, both um, career-wise uh, and also just in general. Like you meet a lot of people, you grow, you learn new things. Um, so I've lived uh, for six, six, seven years. I lived in um, Falls Church, and I did my schooling in D.C. So I was commuting from Falls Church to D.C. D.C. does have a little bit of a hint or a touch of New York's culture because, of course, um, you know, people from our, all other states just coming there for a short period of time, whether that's job, whether that's school, and then, you know, they're, they're, they're going away. So same thing with New York. Uh, when I moved from D.C. Uh, to New York, New York being 
this metropolitan city. Everybody knows New York. I felt uh, as if I don't belong here because first I was coming from a very suburban area and I can, like, you know, the hustle and bustle here in New York was completely, um, I would say in that time period was devastating to me because I'm like, this This is not who I am. This is not where I see myself. This is, uh, I can, I don't know if I can call New York home. Um, so I was like very sad and lonely for the first two months. But then the shift in mindset came from, me understanding that if I'm not gonna go out and make friends and try to at least feel the city or breathe in the city, a little bit of a city in me, I won't be able to survive. Uh, that's when I decided, okay, I'm gonna go make friends. And I, you know, started making friends. And ever since um, I made friends, you go out, you meet new people. Now I'm like meeting all new people. Now I'm actually uh, working on a couple of initiatives to, uh, for the people like me who came to New York, from different states and you know even cities um, to find them resources where they can they can meet more people. Um, I'm trying to uh, host like small events um, for new people here. You know if you know it, you know everybody's invited. Invited if if you Sancho if you have ten friends bring them along and you know we're just gonna do some lunch or we're gonna go to a beach or X Y Z. Um, so that that is something that I am um, I have gotten myself involved in doing, um, but overall it was definitely a huge huge cultural shift. Me moving from Pakistan to to Falls Church, um, Virginia, and then going to school in D.C. Which, by the way, I used to think that oh my God, I cannot live in D.C. because D.C. is like very high paced, um, and then that shift instantly happened when you know i just moved within a day to new york that was also a huge cultural change because then new york is completely different the subways are you know jammed it's traffic a lot of people and like people are not as nice as in dc or uh or virginia are if if you're like riding on a on a subway subway if your hand is stuck in the door Nobody's gonna care if your hand's stuck in the door. The train is moving because people have to get to places. Oh, well. uh, so it's uh, it's a lot of those things. Um, but uh, I, I I definitely see a lot of growth, a lot more growth. Um, where I would I I challenge myself that I'm gonna be just a daredevil and I'm gonna like <laughs> do things and you know I want to enjoy life and I want to do the New Yorker things. Um, so I, when you have that kind of mindset, I think you can conquer anything. So that's basically what happened um, with with my journey, as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you see the Did you see the Avengers in your when you're fighting Thanos or something? <laughs> I no, I haven't. I really haven't. That's good. Uh, I was just wondering. I mean, throughout the, I mean, you had an incredible journey, Marine. I mean, it's pretty awesome. I've, and I've seen it. You know, I've seen it through our friendship. You know, from when I first met you at Nova. So in here's my I'm just wondering how did that affect your faith you know like with your religion like throughout all these difference experiences like did it make you more religious less religious or what is how did that change you know how did that change your faith or how did it affect it yeah. Well, uh, I think it has three phase three phases of my faith. Uh, when I first moved to the U.S., um, I think religion became uh, I started to you know, just understand what, why are they preaching, like, go pray five times a day, or 
or just do this or you know cover your head or do x y and z mm-hmm. um because because back home of course education is much more biased because the books are printed by by your own government so you don't have a lot of like uh, freedom and liberty to choose um and like re- because of, we didn't have a lot of internet resources as well so i didn't have that kind of uh, freedom to um, internet to like explore things. Uh, so the first thing w- that I did when I first came to the US, um, when I like met new people of all cultures and faiths, I was really curious. So I was like, I want I want to know more about other cultures and faiths as well. So I took, um, I think, religion courses, uh, two electives for religion, just of religion of eastern religions and like other religions not my religion because i didn't want <laughs> i didn't want to understand what my religion is because of course you do have very basic understanding i wanted to understand what christianity is what hinduism is what jainism is what are atheists like why don't they believe in god like what's going on are they because we were taught we were taught uh, people who are atheists or who don't believe in any kind of like higher power or higher being um they are just full of themselves so I really wanted to understand, like, what's that concept like? So that does did give me a very a, a sense of understanding to, okay, they're doing this because of this. They're doing this because of this. I am doing this because I was told to do this or I am going to do this because I understand this thing from this perspective. So that did give me a lot, a lot of clarity, I'd say, on, on religion perspective. And also it brought a lot of respect for other, other cultures. Now, mind you, I, 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 I know I'm going to be cautious with my words here, but we, when, when you're born into a certain culture, a certain religion, um, I don't know whether that's an intentional thing or unintentional thing, but somehow this thing is plotted in your head that my culture and my beliefs and my religion is a superior uh, culture, superior belief and all of that. Everybody else is just... They, they 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 don't understand what exactly life and death and um, the higher deity and you know supreme power is. So this this was the mindset which, um, of course, um, you know just getting educated about religion and other cultures and all helped me kind of um, uh, sh- you know shatter those chains. Um, second phase came where you know I uh, understanding um, that I although now I understand this but it's not an like imposed thing on me like it's it's not like I have to follow A to Z 100% I am a free person so I'm going to pick and choose the things that I want to implement in my life and the things that I don't want to carry because at the end of the day religion Whatever the scriptures are, the scriptures are very ba- outdated. So, who like scriptures written down like 13th century or 7th century or 14th century, they cannot really dictate. They can give you probably moral ethics, like you should do good and be caring and act Y and Z, but they cannot really dictate how you should live your life. So, why should we like um, bound ourselves to that thinking mentality? You can only pick good things and grow in them and you know grow towards them so i think that was my third phase first phase was like understanding second phase was like uh you know uh 
uh, like canceling out all the fears that I had. And the third phase was me understanding the very foundations and picking and choosing which thing I want to continue with and where I want to stop. Um, so yeah, that, I think that, and I'm really, really gra- grateful that like, I don't think so this would have been possible if I would have been where I was because of course, a very dominant, uh, religious dominant society, um, you just wouldn't have that kind of like vision. So I'm really, really grateful that, you know, I like through my journey, I, I got to learn these things and think about this. I'm I'm that vehicle. I'm going to empower the rest of my generations. The trajectory of mm-hmm. all of my upcoming generations and their generation has been changed. Um, that whether that is religion, whether that, that is culture, whether that's confidence, whether that's like, freedom of, you know, you think and do whatever you want to do. And although I've suffered and uh, sacrificed a lot of things, not only me, but my parents, of course. Um, But that has changed the entire trajectory of where my generation is going to go. So I'm I'm really, really grateful, actually, that um, I've I've got to learn a lot of these things. Yeah. Back to you, Sancho. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you for bringing. We felt the whole journey. We were there with you. (laughs) Thank you. It's just true, and I think, I mean, adulting, right? (laughs) Like this, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Right, like us. I don't know. We just look back back when we're kids, and like we just play games, and we believe what we believe, and we just know what we know. But now, as we grow older, you know, especially put we haven't even touched politics yet, right? <laughs> Once you start getting into all this political belief, like one side says this, one side says this, like what's going on? What will it be? Oh my but, goodness, yeah, yep. Yeah. I, I, I and I, I had that realization the other day. It's like it, the it, since I graduated college, it's like it's a wide road. Before it's like you know, before like go get go school, get the degree college now i'm like uh, i can get a cpa i can do that i can go to law school i cannot i can like i don't know ride a horse or like sail the seas and you know i can do whatever i want you know absolutely it's it's crazy you know i can like i don't know it's 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 our life because we're in charge now there's no more no parents being you know like we have to follow and all that stuff it's like yeah so i think it's kind of it's kind of interesting and it's really a and that's I think that's what they reminded when you were talking about it. And it's at the end of the day, I think what you said that we are free, right? And we're yeah, so absolutely. blessed to live in this country, in the United States mm-hmm. of America, a free country, where we actually get to do what we want, what we need, and based on our analysis, we can make our own decisions, right? So what what do you think, Ricardo? Are you free? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. I don't think I've ever been more free. I, I thought I thought you're expensive. Finally, you're just free. <laughs> good one. <laughs> uh, that's good. So we have five minutes left. Uh, yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, I think we. You're all. I mean, you know, I've known you. You're always awesome, Marine. Thank you know, you. I mean, even in that when. So I met Marine in the debate club when I started that one. She just walked in and started debating about all these issues and everything. And, <laughs> Yeah, well, I think Sanjay has been a huge part of uh, my, I'd say the huge part of me, um, just understanding a lot of the things that I had a struggle understanding with. First was that, I, hey, you could trust, uh, you could trust like men from a platonic uh, mindset, you know, from a platonic mind uh, standpoint as well. He was a very good friend and, and, and then 
he did like you know how i was always thinking that if somebody's trying to talk to me and they may have some hidden agenda that i don't know about so i want to do great things but those great things won't be like they were not possible of course because how would they be possible if i'm not communicating or if i'm only communicating mm-hmm. to a certain group of people whether that's women whether that's like people from my culture only you know you you can't do that you have if you want to be great of course you have to like you know um, free yourself from the shackles and like just talk to people from all different cultures and all and um i think i always wanted to um I, I, i'm a people's person like i i think when i am around people i like to talk and i like to like communicate x y and z but uh sancho actually gave me that spark to to believe in myself even more because the appreciation he gave me about my small first debates i i remember my first debate was about bacon and mind you i didn't i did not know what a bacon was <laughs> I just, but i said something i was like american runs on bacon or something santo was like clapping and shouting and screaming is you know so that was uh, that was really uh, i still remember you uh, till this day for that because that actually brought up a lot of confidence in me um and also reminded me of one big thing that how uh he he showed his support in that one moment that could have been a very it for him was probably a very very small moment but that changed my uh my my um understanding and my confidence for the rest of my life and now i know even though i'm going to go bullshit and talk nonsense but hey nobody knows that i'm talking nonsense so you know better own that shit mm-hmm. so he's the man who taught me so i'm really really thankful and um grateful to have him oh thank you marin yeah appreciate it nice. i'm so it's proud of you i mean it's just i mean it's very you're a very interesting fellow in a way like you know when i first met you you have the hijab and everything it was you know you were exactly. very yeah like i said you were very conservative yesterday and then i saw your journey and then you i'm here in new york and now you're i guess in our podcast and then that's what i thought about this this is a great topic it's like exactly. like this exactly. country really changed you a lot and i think it's for the better you know so i remember you were you know you were having a lot of struggles back then you know because of the absolutely because of the and we're not going to go specifics but you know because of what basically the uh, let's just say the cultural differences between your family and what you're seeing outside the family right mm-hmm. and i i saw that and i was like yeah that's that's crazy and i felt bad for you i mean you know caring and everything yeah i mean you're my friend too so i feel like <laughs> thank you yeah so so you want to sum it up ricardo you're the you're the american i'm the american the, the guy who like hot dogs and burgers and <laughs> i do love i do love hot dogs and burgers and um part of july right it's true uh yeah especially fourth of july coming make sure yeah. you guys celebrate with your families and loved ones uh i don't really have any closing thoughts i mean i uh i definitely think it was a, it was interesting to hear your journey from where you were to where you are now um i can say that it was clear that uh you're you're it seems to me um that you're happy with the person that you've become i can sense kind of a confidence in you and uh i would say kind of an easiness with who you are um that i've sensed through this conversation and uh the conversation last week even though i wasn't there for you know even though we didn't talk for too long um and so i think it's 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 definitely very interesting to to see 
that you came from, uh, especially what I would consider a very difficult upbringing, um, especially in its own way to, to where you are now, where it seems at least, I mean, you're making it in New York too, which is hard as hell for a lot of people. So congratulations on that. So thank you. Thank you. Um, so it's definitely good to see, uh, you know, you came here, grew as a person, at least America isn't all bad. They helped you grow into the person you are now. So Absolutely it can't not. be too bad, right? <laughs> Yeah, not really. Awesome. Yeah, and I can share my final thoughts, and then mm-hmm. Marine can end it, and I can close it, close the whole thing out. But yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of you, Marine. I'm very thankful that you've accepted our invitation because I know you have a wonderful story to tell, and you did. You did a wonderful mm-hmm. story, and it, you know, I mean, it's amazing, you know, how much you've grown, and you're really a testament of of change, of culture, of identity, of like, of what you're saying, of being free, right? I mean, it is. I mean, like you said, there's really no right and wrong, but in our Western minds, you know, it's kind of wrong to not let the woman drive or something, right? It's, you know, it's those like control. I know it's a culture thing. It's a religion thing. But I mean, you ex- you lived it. You live it for 18 years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just here in the West, you know, and even in the Philippines when I was there, we don't we didn't have that much, you know, constraints. You know, women can drive and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it's I feel like you, it's wonderful that you've come here and you've you've been free and you learned a lot about American culture and I, you know as I said I help you out a little bit at Nova too because you know I mean it, it's true I find it such a blessing and, a, and a, an amazing experience that here in the DC area probably the same there in New York that people are everywhere from all over the world so we can have like you know we can always share our culture with everyone and at the same time we're like seeing someone who's as quotation mark I say as a fob you know someone who just really from a new country it's you know I feel like it's a great opportunity to like help them out you know because it's like it's the I mean I was actually I'm a culture director of George Mason University before for the Filipino Cultural Association when I was in no. college and I did the job and I think I did a great job with it I did uh, Tagalog lessons I did culture roundtables I did many events we had open mics and it was it was such you know as an accountant it was such revenue such profit. Because, you know, in accounting, it's like revenue minus expenses equals profit, right? Right. So in, in that role, the revenue is so high because there's a lot of Filipinos who are born here, we have Filipino parents, kind of like Ricardo with his Dominican parents. Yeah. And they, they're American like... American Salvadorian. Yeah, and Salvadorian, right? And they have like identity crisis. Like, am I white? Am I black? Like, who am I? Am I Filipino? You know, and they don't know the culture. So mm-hmm. for me to just share a secondhand knowledge of the 17 years of my life, I can just tell them, hey, this is my life back then. It's like golden nugget for them. It's a golden golden uh, lesson experience. So it's like the revenue is so high. But my expense is very low because I don't even have to do no research. Like, I just have to go to my memories. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I live this life. So the profit is so high. So, I mean, that is, I feel like that is kind of what's happening with you and I, you have that skill now, right? When there's a new, let's say, person from Pakistan, you can help them adapt to the culture and let them decide whether they, which one they keep, which one they, you know, they don't adapt, you know? Uh, yeah, so thank you, Maureen. Uh, it was awesome to see you. I'm looking forward to what other things we can do in the future. So, so you, you have any thank final Thank you so much for having me. Uh, and um, just the last thing, um, I want to close this. Um, like, I encourage everybody to, uh, to get the knowledge, to understand things from a different perspective and be open and free about learning. I can only learn, um, I can only learn how to, uh, how to roller skate only when I will put the roller skates up, <laughs> right? 
mm-hmm. cannot just be standing outside of the field and be like, oh yeah, if you wear the roller skates and you know you move your legs X Y Z angle and then then this is how you get a roller skate. You have to understand and to learn new things and to just um, understand new perspective or get rid of your old perspective. You have to really wear those roller skates even if you've never worn them in your life and you don't know how to roller skate. So. I think that's the first step um, to be in to be uh, open-minded about all the new concepts, and and yeah, that's where you go from. So yeah, thank you guys again. Thank you for having me. It was great. All right, thank you, Marine. So yeah, just close things out. Uh, we are on. We have an email. We are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. We're in those platforms. So if you have any questions, you wanna reach out to us, or if you wanna be our next guest, if you wanna be a guest, you can reach out to us public discourse podcast at gmail.com i repeat it it's public discourse podcast at gmail.com and for our next episode we're actually going to have a special guest which is a scientist and we're going to talk about science stuff so <laughs> we we a great preview for next time and uh i would like to thank all our listeners good luck in life and have a wonderful 